0: Welcome to Right Way Politics. We do politics the right way, the winning way, and we leave the left way behind the Iowa caucuses. Kind of weird, the old saying about March is, March comes in like a lion and out like a lamb. Well, January at least in Iowa, came in like a lamb and went out like a lamb. Nothing really got solved in Iowa as far as the presidential primary race. Let's go to the numbers with the Iowa caucuses pretty closely matching the polls, uh, except for uh, second and third were actually so close, it was pretty much a pick But Donald Trump, huge margin of victory, huge results, 51% of the vote, in essentially a three-way race with, uh, or maybe you consider Ramaswamy a, a fourth-place finisher. At the end of the night, Vivek Ramaswamy. It was a hard-fought battle. It was really retail. He went to every county, and many of these candidates did. Below 8%, uh, and Vivek dropped out and endorsed Trump. But Donald Trump, 51% of the vote, 56,000 votes, easily won this. The call was made five seconds after the doors closed in the caucus meetings based on entrance polls, and uh, they turned out to be amazingly accurate. But the battle was for second place, and Nikki Haley spent a ton of money. Ron DeSantis basically put out a, we are going to drop out if we don't do well, and he came in second, which is pretty strong for him, Uh, DeSantis and Haley, two points apart. Uh, DeSantis with 21% of the vote, Nikki Haley with 19% of the vote. She spent a lot of money, did a lot of TV advertising, hoping for that number two spot. She didn't get it. It was pretty, pretty interesting. The uh, the, the votes by gender, uh, men were kind of evenly split between DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Uh, women did not back Nikki Haley. Uh, DeSantis with a clear victor victory among women's voters uh women are not cozying up to the woman candidate in the field according to the entrance polls the uh, votes by age uh not surprisingly uh, you know all sectors supporting trump uh younger people supporting haley as the voters get older they're more comfortable with desantis and in republican primaries and moving forward Uh, The young vote doesn't really power you to victory very well, so DeSantis is the the choice of the older Republicans, at least in Iowa. The racial component, 97% of the voting population was white, so the difference there between whites and non-whites are not that amazing, although the non-white voters definitely preferred Haley to DeSantis. Religious identification, evangelicals, DeSantis made a big push for the evangelical vote, and it and did well. Uh, DeSantis way ahead of Haley among evangelicals, um, born again, the, all the others, Nikki Haley, owned the field. And evangelicals made up nearly half of the voting population, so it's significant, but not as overwhelming as some of the media might try to convince you that it is. Issues, the issues that were on top of everybody's mind, of course, were the economy and the border, illegal immigration. And uh, if you wanted a wall, uh, you were a Trump voter. And uh, oddly enough, if you oppose building a wall along the Mexican voter, you know, of course, Trump didn't win. Uh, Nikki Haley won by a big margin by people who don't want to build a wall. Of tells you why she uh, is in third place. Abortion voters' support for banning most abortions is uh, outside, of course, Trump won it, but DeSantis beat Haley big time on that. Probably goes with his support among the evangelicals, um, those who oppose abortion bans, strongly in the Haley camp. There were some accusations that there was an underground push to get Democrats to show up and vote and vote for Nikki Haley. And it's kind of interesting when you get into some of these questions and some of the entrance polls, the Haley supporters who are against any restrictions like a wall on illegal immigrants at the Mexican border, uh, they're against bans on abortion, but they're for Nikki Haley. uh, It gives some credence to maybe there is some Democratic infiltration into the Iowa caucuses. Because there's a big swarm of Haley voters that support some pretty left-wing issues. There might be some uh, Democrat activity in this Iowa caucus because there's a lot of uh, left-wing supporters voting for Nikki Haley in this thing. Okay, and here's another sign that there might be some Democratic uh, play here in the Nikki Haley campaign. You think Joe Biden was legitimately elected president? Overwhelmingly, 40%. 50% Fifty percent of the people who were asked this question, who said yes, Joe Biden is, was legitimately elected president. They voted for Nikki Haley. And if you say no, not legitimately elected, Haley came in last place. Of course, if you think Trump, if you think Biden wasn't legitimately elected, you're a Trump voter. Overwhelmingly, second place is DeSantis, third place Ramaswamy, and in a distant fourth, Nikki Haley. So it really looks like uh, to me from the outside, that there's some Democratic playing in the Iowa caucuses uh, to support Nikki Haley here. Uh, and that doesn't bode well for the future. Um, if that's how Nikki Haley became a close third because Democrats were playing in the Iowa caucuses, um, which it looks here like there's a lot of it, uh, there's a lot of evidence that she did. She could have been seriously blown out, and this would be a two-person race, if it is a two-person race, because literally, come on, Donald Trump is blowing everything away. But that sets us up for next week. Uh, We're running a little bit of a gauntlet here. The New Hampshire primary, no caucuses, real show-up-and-vote primary, and this uh, this is Trump town, but not so much as Iowa. Trump is in the low 40s in the polls, 42%, 43%. Nikki Haley, a strong second at about 29 to 30%. She has been on the rise in recent weeks. Chris Christie is in third. He dropped out already. Ramaswamy has 5%. He dropped out. So uh, DeSantis is in the single digits. He's been about 5%, 6%, really hasn't had a whole lot of movement in New Hampshire. This has been a battle between... Trump and Nikki Haley, and the latest poll has them roughly about 14 points apart. Trump is uh, leading, but he was leading by a much wider margin, like over 30%. If you go back to the fall of last year, September, October, Nikki Haley really started to make a move around Thanksgiving. And this race has tightened between Trump and Nikki Haley. Don't know what the impact of Iowa is going to be on this. There will be a debate again with Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, but Ron DeSantis is nowhere on the map. Following uh, New Hampshire, of course, is a uh, Nevada primary, which is Trump City. Nobody's campaigning very, very hard there. There's not a whole lot of polling out there. Uh, last poll, Trump had 69% of the vote. That's February 6th. Um, but there is a big gap in the primary contests, except for Nevada, We go all the way until February 24th for South Carolina and South Carolina. Trump leads big, Nikki Haley a distant second, but again, DeSantis, 11%, not even really registering a competitive race in South Carolina. I know it's uh, five weeks away, a lot can change, but Nikki Haley is South Carolina's hometown. She should be doing fairly well. Um, She's at 21%, but Trump is easily at 52. These look like Iowa numbers, and if this race doesn't tighten, this race could be over before Super Tuesday in March, Uh, the South Carolina primary. If Trump can put away Nikki Haley, it doesn't look like Nikki Haley uh, has what it takes to compete on a Super Tuesday level, at least not yet. Um, She was doing pretty well, right up to the Iowa caucuses, but a third-place finish and obvious support from not really very conservative voters, doesn't bode well for the future. So Nikki Haley has got to count on New Hampshire. She is on the upswing. Uh, She is gaining every week. Uh, If she makes New Hampshire competitive, uh, it might give her enough money to uh, swing through South Carolina and compete in Super Tuesday. If she falters in New Hampshire, I don't know how she goes beyond that. Even with South Carolina in February. She's The, the costs are just going to catch up to her. She spent a lot of money in Iowa. But, uh, but this is a legitimate head-to-head race for second place. And DeSantis, if he doesn't do something, there is not a single primary between now and Super Tuesday that, that DeSantis is even coming close to being competitive in. I don't know what his path forward is. This is a long way of saying... Trump is winning, and Trump has won. Newt Gingrich was on television this week basically saying this isn't a primary contest. Trump is going to be the nominee. There's not much fight about it. And uh, even though he's uh, only getting like 50, 52 percent, or somewhere in the mid-40s in some of these primaries, that means half the party's voting against him. He's just got it so together that even in a three-person field, no one's really coming close to him. Um, the closest and uh, 15 points isn't exactly what we call close, but 15 point margin between Nikki Haley and Trump in New Hampshire is the closest that anybody has. And with Haley's third place showing in Iowa, that may drop by the end of next week. So we uh, we will look forward to New Hampshire next week and see if the debate between uh, two top non-Trump candidates does anything i don't expect trump to debate any of these folks trump's on a victory tour and it looks like uh we're gonna waltz into march with a very quiet super tuesday trump may be the only candidate still running by the time we get to those primaries but the uh, early voting is starting in some of those super tuesday states very very soon So even if these folks drop out by the time we get to March, they're going to still have significant votes. It just will be for a campaign that will have been suspended or ended by that point. But this is Brian Kerwin. We've come out of Iowa the same way we went in uh, for the most part. Three candidates left. Uh, Nikki Haley underperforming expectations and hanging on by a thread in Iowa did not do very well. DeSantis performed relatively well, but still... Those two, number two and number three, are too close to eliminate either one. Uh, But if DeSantis doesn't rev up in New Hampshire and is dead in South Carolina, he's going to have a very, very long trip between now and Super Tuesday, being non-competitive in just about every primary. We know New Hampshire can change in a weekend. It's done it before, and it may again. But this nomination is Trump's. There's no mathematical way I can see him losing as we go through these early primary states. This is Brian Kerwin, political consultant. We all look at next Tuesday to see if either of the other campaigns survive New Hampshire. This is Right Way Politics. We hope you find your way back to the right way of seeing politics. Right Way Politics with Brian Kerwin. Thanks. (laughs)